Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. You know, there you go. Hi, church. Come on now. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, now there's Heritage Church. Here's the thing. A lot of, I don't, never church, we don't, I want every church to be full and overflowing because here's why. There's going to come a day when we all stand before the throne of Jesus and there's going to be one book with everybody's name. And when that book closes and there's no more names, that's not going to be great. So I want every church in this city full of people. I don't want anybody not in the church. I want everybody waiting and, and, and living for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Also, I want to make sure that we as a church, if there's anything about us, I don't want to be the cool church, even though I have no problem being cool, and we have cool people here, wonderful Jesus. I don't want to, and there's no virtue in being unnecessarily awkward. <laughs> you remember, right? Nobody needs to just be weird, right? But I was praying today, pacing back and forth, and I said, Lord, let us be known let us be known as a place of hope. Let hope, let, we, let, let us be hope dispensers. Uh, you, you, a place where hope is burgeoning. So that's one of the things we're going to do today. But we'll get, the, I mean, we're going to, hope is going to rise in this place because of what we're doing right now. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. <laughs> I wasn't, this church does not know the definition of rhetorical. Just does not uh, bless. I'll, I'll, you, it's okay. We t- bless the Lord, O oh my soul. <laughs> All right, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of His benefits. Who pardons all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Who redeems your life from the pit? Who crown? Yeah, that Grandma Glow. She shot me down. What was that? I, I, That was good. Who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Ah, This is a psalm of David. And David is leaning into with with grateful praise. He is leaning with grateful praise as he sees and he speaks of his experience with the Lord. But everything that David celebrates here finds its fullest expression in the saving work of Jesus Christ. I mean, David had a taste of a covenant. He had a taste of something. And and there was something about David's worship and his fellowship with the Lord that he could smell something more coming. He, He was aware of a grace yet to come, of a covenant that he was not yet a part of. But he could feel it. He could see it. But what David could kind of barely see and what he could hear by the Spirit of Christ prophesying through him as Christ himself is the son of David. What David could see and smell, we know and taste and possess for ourselves. If David knew enough to bless the Lord for what he had, then we who have a better covenant, we who are in Christ, we should all the more bless the Lord with all that is in us. We should bless His holy name. All of me should bless the Lord for all of His blessings. Keep your Bibles open. Keep, if you're looking at Psalm 103, we got the New American Standard. David, didn't you used to read NASB all the time and think that you were better than me? Yeah. 
you're right. I give. I read it too. Me, I'm NASB all the way. Way to go. Finally made me a disciple. Don't tell me you went down to Nevada and you got some sort of new living now, do you? I love you, man. All right. He always carried on that NASB because he's a central Bible college boy. All of me should bless the Lord for all his blessing. David says, bless the Lord, O my soul. What does it mean to bless? Yeah, it means, it means to speak well of, to, to say something good. That's a good habit. Amen. That's a good thing to do. You ought to try it more. To speak well of, and in this context, it means thankful praise. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his loving kindness. His chesed endures forever. It's thankful praise. Would you all say thankful praise? So David says, soul, bless the Lord. Give thankful praise. Speak well of the Lord. Soul, by soul he means himself, his whole self, his his inner self. Hey, church, it is good, it is healthy, it is right, it is fitting for your soul to bless the Lord. What's, uh, what's, uh, what else has been going on in there? Because it's good for your soul to bless the Lord. Question, what, <laughs> what's in your soul? What's, what's been going on in there otherwise? Did you know what your soul is meant for? It's in the soul, the will, the emotions where where too often we regret, we resent, we fear, we complain, we sulk, we stew, we simmer. But David says to that place, to that inner person, bless the Lord. Come on, somebody say it, bless the Lord. This place was made for praise. Glaring at you. This place was made for praise. Somebody say it out loud with me. This place was made for praise. Psalm 147 verse 1. Praise the Lord for it is good to sing praises to our God. It is pleasant and praise is becoming. Praise looks good on you. Praise praise just is beautiful. It's the right thing. It's a good thing and it's the right thing. But what David does is he sets the climate of his inner person by praise. He sets the thermostat within himself by blessing the Lord. He orients his soul. He shifts the orientation of his soul Godward, praiseward, joyward, hopeward with grateful praise. He stirs himself, drawing up from the well of his inner person, giving thankful praise to God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. David excuses no part of himself from this calling to bless the Lord. He does not allow the compartment, uh, any kind of compartmentalization of negativity. Nor will his thankful praise be only lip service to God. With the entirety of his person and with all enthusiasm, sincerity, and fervor, he will bless the Lord. He says in verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul. Three times now this, this refrain has happened. And in the, and in the Hebrew rhythm, when, this, when, when it, this something is expressed thrice like that, 
this threefold expression is the highest form of worship. You might remember Isaiah in the temple of the Lord and his vision and him saying and him hearing the, 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 the angels of the Lord cry out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. This expression threefold times is, the, is a sacred and worshipful expression. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and listen, forget none of his benefits. Somebody say, forget none. You don't need this little lesson, but if, we're, if we are to forget none, how many are we to forget? <laughs> right, good counting. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and do not forget any. Forget none of his benefits. There is a relationship, friends, between our grateful praise and not forgetting. The more you let yourself forget his benefits, the least the, 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 the less resources, the less crude oil, the less, the less ready you will be to offer grateful praise. You might say it this way, rather, rem- there's a relationship between our remembering on purpose what God has done in our lives and the expression of grateful praise. But even better than that, friends, I believe that there is a relationship between our not forgetting or whether... That, that means our, our, our intentionally giving grateful praise and our ongoing experience of God's blessing. There is a relationship between you not forgetting God's, God's goodness, between you remembering it and giving thanks for it with grateful praise, and then and a direct relationship between that and your ongoing experiences of the blessing of God. When, because when we forget, we neglect. We stop talking about it. We stop celebrating it. We let, we, let death, we let dust settle on top of it. But when we remember, when we remember on purpose, when we remember with grateful praise, we keep the goodness of God fresh. We honor and promote the testimony of the Lord. And we keep the atmosphere of hope and expectancy fresh and vibrant. Fill, you can fill your heart. You can fill your home. You can fill this house with a vibrant hope of heaven by giving grateful praise. By, giving the, the, by expressing with thankful praise what God has done. By remembering on purpose the, the goodness of God. You will stir an irresistible hope in your heart. You will create an atmosphere of hope and faith in the room where you begin to believe that really it's true. Nothing is impossible. Anything can change. David reminds his soul of some of the particularly significant benefits. Beginning in verse 3, he says, uh, Bless the Lord of my soul, forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities. Remember, friends, he pardons all our iniquity. He, meaning he forgives all our sins. Do you know the best way to live free from condemnation and shame? To remember on purpose your sins have been forgiven. Do you know the best way to live free from the entangling sin and sinful cycles? Folks, we know people live and they, they seem to live in this trap of a cycle of sin. They, they'll, they'll feel bad and then they'll quit and then they'll, that thing will come over them again. And, and this, because guilt is a snare. Shame is a trap. And it will bring you back time and again. But the way to be free 
is to remember with grateful praise that he has forgiven you. If you confess your sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive you of all your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. There's no trace, there's no history of your sin. There's no record of your unrighteousness and the very guile, the very poison, the very ooze that was on you to begin with, he has removed that from your life and now you're justified. You're just as if you'd never sinned. There's no greater way to be free than to know that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Remember, he pardons them all. The little ones and the big ones. The ones in between. Why do I, I got a hammer on this again. I didn't have time for this. Because you don't believe it. You believe it, you, you believe it in a technical sense, like, like, like this big sigh from heaven. Oh, okay. Like you're, you're technically forgiven, but maybe he's still mad at you. You've got to believe what this says. He doesn't, he, do, he doesn't just, he, there's the record against you, Colossians says, there's a receipt against you, and it's a, char, it's a record of charges, and it's an indictment. But he's taken that thing, and he's done two things with it. It's blot, your sins have been blotted out. The blo, it just, it's a, it's a, it, it looks, there, the, the, the ink, you can't read it anymore. Because there's a smear over it. You can't read it anymore. All you, there's just all he sees is the all he sees is the blood of his son. And he takes that thing and then he obliterates it completely by nailing it to the cross. Bless the Lord all oh my soul, who forgives all my sins. My sin, oh the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, was nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. It is well. Who forgive, who pardons all your iniquity and, and some would say and. Who heals all your diseases. Was that a golf game or something? Did I make a, did we do a good putt? Who heals all your diseases. You, you know, it's the same thing. The same breath, the same hand, the same work, the same effort, the same strength. We believe, we believe in his, the entirety of his power and his preference to, to cleanse from all of us sin and to, to pardon all of our iniquity. And then the next verse, we think, well, is maybe there's, there's, got to, there's got to be a footnote somewhere. And you wouldn't believe, maybe you would, but you wouldn't believe the amount of commentators that breathlessly run to say, well, he doesn't mean what it sounds like. Talking people out of what he's purchased for them.
heals all your diseases. You let, we must never let the dust settle on that. Don't let the dust settle on it. This word diseases is a noun, in the plural noun here, and it's sort of a unique noun in the Hebrew. Because what it means specifically, wow, aren't you handsome? What it means specifically is particularly deadly disease. He goes, David goes right for the jugular. I mean, we appreciate him saying, who heals all your headaches. We appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Nobody likes headaches, right? But he goes right for the jugular. In case you missed it, he said, who heals the most hopeless and deadly. You're acting like I'm making this up. It's, a, it's not only in the Bible, it's in the New American Standard. It's a big black one with gold leaf. So you know it's a gospel. This is not, this is so we, we can't just dismiss this thing. David is giving thankful praise to God for being the one who heals from even the deadliest diseases. Now that's hope. Let hope rise. This is why First Peter, well, he, we already read this in First Peter. This is why Peter said, And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness, for by his wounds you were healed. There's no reason to separate this. There's no reason to make these separated. This, that means that his sacrifice, the covenant that we live in, what God does for us is his blood is sufficient for even the worst of your moral depravity and his blood is sufficient for even the worst of our physical disease. His blood is a big deal. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Come on, somebody say it. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I, every, we, we, we just, I, we're going to stick to the, we're going to stick to the book. If you're, if you've been diagnosed with deadly disease, I want to tell you that the Bible says his blood is enough. His blood is enough. His blood is enough. His blood is enough. We speak life to you. I will not yield to that. I will not bow my knee to that. I will not say that that thing is Lord. I will not be afraid of that. I will stand to my last breath and say, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. No matter what, he wins. Who re- verse 4, who redeems, uh-oh, for who redeems your life from, we don't have to get ready for the next service though, ha, ha, ha. He, who re, verse 4, who redeems your life from the pit. This word redeem is the word goel in the Hebrew. It means to redeem. It, it always refers to a pers- one person who rescues another person. One person who rescues another person from a circumstance that they are trapped, that they cannot, they, they, they can't overcome. It means a person who rescues someone from bondage, from physical harm, from slavery or debt. And Christ is our Redeemer. 
He has rescued us from physical harm, slavery, and debt. And this word pit literally means the place of the dead. Sheol, the pit of hell. Listen, friends, Jesus Christ saves you from the darkness of death and the despair of hell. David continues, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Friends, having rescued us from the pit, he doesn't just leave you there. He restores, he crowns, he covers your life with his loving kindness. The grave clothes of condemnation and shame are gone, and in their place are robes of righteousness and promises of goodness. Verse 5 continues, he satisfies your years or your life with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. He satisfies with goodness so that you are renewed. The eagle is the symbol of strength and vitality. Many commentators say that, that there might even be hinting at, this, at the beautiful mystery of the eagle who, who, uh, and, who molts, who, who gets rid of old feathers and replaces them with new ones so that he's constantly being renewed. This is what David says. This is the work of God's goodness in your life. He applies his goodness to your life in such a way as to continue continually renew you and to satisfy you with his goodness. Who forgives, who heals, who redeems, who crowns, who satisfies. Forget none of it. Rejoice in all of it. Bless him for all of it. Remember his blessing. Remember not only what he has done, remember what he promises to be and to do and give thanks let it out. If you've got thanks this morning, it's time to let it out. Are you cut? How many of you came ready to let some gratitude out? Okay, we got some more time here today. We're not running off too quick. We got some time to let some gratitude out. Psalm 107 and verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We used to grow up singing that song, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and then we'd shout so. That's not what it means. It doesn't just mean say so. It means if you've been redeemed, talk about it. You got something to say, say it. Who's got something to say? Three of you. Well, we'll, this will be a short testimony service. Who's got something to say? All right, listen, what we got is a couple of people. Not ready, ready. Yeah, I'm going to talk first. I said, I got something to say first. She said, oh, geez. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know matter. Everybody, everybody knows what you mean, Mrs. Dab. It's time to share your expressions of gratitude. It's time to pile up beautifully wrapped gifts of grace all around the room. All right, we're going to fill this place with hope, but first I get to start. I want to give thanks to God for Mrs. Dab who puts up with me. Yeah, glory to God. Hallelujah. My family, beloved, my, my love, my family, I, I, I would be remiss not to give thanks to God for my family, for, for Laura and, and Benjamin and Emily and Maxwell and Spencer, my gifts to, gifts to me, and I'm thankful for them. I want to give thanks to God for this house. Amen. For the people of Heritage Church, those who are with us today, those who are traveling on a holiday Sunday, it's 
always normal to have a lot of people gone, getting ready for things to happen, and maybe next week will be the same. But those, those that are here and those that are out and about, we bless God for them. We thank God for them. I thank God for my official church board, full of faith, full of kindness, full of sweetness, full of positivity, wonderful people. I want to give thanks to God for our staff. Yes. Amen. And our volunteers. I want to thank God for the history of this house and for the future before us. Now, a couple of you have asked me this question, and I'm going to just tell you right now. Some of you have said to me, hey, Dev, when are you going to tell us about your last trip to Cuba? I don't, I don't like to necessarily uh, wander off and uh, yammer. I do like to yammer, but not necessarily about... I like to talk about the Bible, but uh, not necessarily myself or our, my trips, but let me just give you a quick summary, okay? Here's what we did. Like when we were in Cuba for those seven days, we were able to, we were able to invest with commitments. We committed to help directly with people in need uh, $26,000. Yeah. That's just with Larry Mullen Curley, and I'm Curley, Okay. Just three of us down there working, and we were able to, 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 to do that kind of stuff. That's, that we were able to buy mattresses for people whose storm, the storm, the Hurricane Irma, had destroyed their homes in such a way that they had nowhere to sleep. And the government wasn't buying any mattresses, so they had to use what they called, they really do, they use a black market there, and, and uh, they go around the corner and find stuff. But we, we were able to buy new mattresses for families. We were, able to, we were able to repair churches, the roofs and walls that were damaged in the storm. One of the things we were able to do that was not a direct result of the storm was one of the, one of the, we were able to work with uh, the apostolic church. Now, I've explained this to you before a little bit. We work with two different groups, both Pentecostal, but different names. And for the last two decades or decade or so, they have been at, at odds with one another uh, over, some, over some misunderstandings and some poor leadership by a couple of people has created this division between the Assemblies of God and the Apostolic Church. The Apostolic Church, and, and, and that's not like our Apostolic Church, like oneness and weird, different here. No, this is different. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is uh, just a fully doctrinally the same. Probably they would, they would come in here and be like, perfect, this is how, what we think. But they are different in, in, in uh, structure and personality and in conflict. So, and they haven't, they haven't, what's important is that they haven't had any interaction, positive interaction for more than a decade. But our little troop, the three of us, for, for whatever reason, we are, we have favor with both and work with both. So the, the, one of the largest apostolic churches in, in, uh, in, 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 in Cuba, it's in San Jose. It's, uh, they, 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 uh, they wanted to buy a little church next to where they, a little house next to where they have church. Now, it's not really a church because it's not legal to have a church. So it's actually just a, it's some sort of a water reservoir surrounded by concrete with a metal roof that happens to have 500 seats in it. Okay. Because, of course, it's not legal to build a church. So, uh, but that's where they happen to meet and worship and have church. So, but right next to where they, that's where their not church is, is a house and uh, they, want, they wanted to buy this house so that they could renovate it into a place where they could make lunches for people. They wanted to make 50 lunches a day because when people kind of get beyond capacity to work in Cuba, the idea of, of government care is something to the, the tune of about 12 or maybe $12 a month. Uh, something like that, and so uh, and it's it's what you to buy stuff there is more expensive. So basically, they 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 live at, at the brink of starvation, 
And so what this, what this people wanted to do, they wanted to take care of 50, 50 of these type of people that were in that kind of need every, every day, six days a week. And, uh, but they, they said, well, we need $8,000 to buy the house. It'll take us $2,000 to renovate it, et cetera, et cetera. And we just listened and nodded. And then, uh, anyway, we bought it. And we paid for the renovation. And we committed to pay for the operation for a year. <laughs> yeah. None, and, and other than monies that you have sent to Faith of the Nation, that, I'm, what I'm saying is that, as, as I told my, the, our deacons, I said, hey, we bought this house. And I said, by the way, I didn't, not heritage. We haven't coughed up any money for that unless you have sent money, like the Davises sent money directly to Uncle Larry for that. Uh, but this is just monies that have been raised uh, through prayer and through networks. Okay? This is not official, any kind of heritage missions money, at least not yet. Thursday night when we were there, we sat down, and one of the, one of the lay leaders who leads the entire assemblies of uh, higher Royal Rangers, Commander Ray, uh, uh, for, uh, for, the, uh, for the island, so their, their, so their national Royal Ranger leader sat down at a dinner table with the, the wife of the, of, the, of the lead apostolic leader in the nation. So for the first time in a decade, representatives from both camps were at a dinner table eating together. Yeah. One of the things that we, with the assemblies, the, the assistant general superintendent of the, of the Assemblies of God in Cuba has agreed to work with this church to plant Heredad Cuba. That's heritage. Some of you are thinking, wait, does that mean, yes, that means we are going to plant a church, an Assemblies of God church called Heritage in Cuba. Stay with me. It's in, it's in the city of Havana. It's in a region of Havana called, uh, uh, now, don't, if you're a Spanish person, don't get mad at me, but it's something like Reparto uh, Manana, but it means it means the division or the area of tomorrow. I just call it Tomorrowland. <laughs> so come on, you feel it, right? We are planting Heritage Church in, in Havana in a place called Tomorrowland. <laughs> 200,000 people in that district. Not one church. 200,000 people. No church. Now, what we've committed to is, the, is, is about 10 grand to do it. I don't think that's enough, but we've got some time. So I'm gonna, I have to really actually get permission from the board to make any official money, but well, let's, before we ask them. <laughs> Shh. I need you on my side. Lori and I are going to start coughing up our, my, some of my, well, she doesn't know, but we're going to start setting aside some of our, the money that I get from teaching and just sticking it all over there because we're going to change, we're going to change a whole generation in Cuba. 
We're going to put a church where there wasn't one. We're going to put, we're going to put a gospel witness where there has not been one. Who wants to change the world? Raymond and Medal Garcia. Remember those names. That's the pastors. They've been married for they've been married for 18 years. They're 39 years old. They've been doing marriage ministry and evangelism. They are ready. I shook his hand. I said, "Are you ready?" And then I had to say it because you know you say it. I'll be back. So other than some other really neat times, those are the testimonies from Cuba. How many of you got something good to say about the Lord in your life today? Let's take a few more moments here. Mrs. Dav, are you ready? Who's your partner? All right. Well, I want, if you've got something to say, raise your hand up or stand up, and they they will find you with a microphone, okay? I'm going to sit down here on this stool like I'm cool. All right? Let's do this. This seems really hot. Well, um... I'm here to say that uh, the devastation is over and um, it is finished. And what that means is uh, God has completed my soul healing on October 27th and set me free from the effects of a traumatic childhood and a traumatic first marriage. And the calling that he gave me in 2006 to give women the tools to be set free from their past. Um, Isaiah 61.1 was my calling to set the captives free. And I'm hearing him say, now is the time. Praise the Lord. Can I sit down? Thank you. Well, um, I'm 82 years old. I got a lot to say. Um, well, I cut it short, Pastor. I want to thank God, first of all, for giving me a, a wonderful lady to live with for 64 years. And uh, he's, uh, we've had a ride, I think I said that on my Facebook page, we just said my post, I said we've been married 65 years and it's been quite a ride. Got a lot to thank God for, I've got all kinds of things, I'm praying God will completely heal my body even to the point of taking away the scars of all the surgeries I've had and uh, for completely healing me. I thank God that I am here and that uh, uh, two weeks ago, last, a week ago last Saturday, I thought I, I was going to have to be uh, designated to a wheelchair or something to that effect. But uh, he has given me grace in his eyes and I am praying that God will heal me totally and take away the scars. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Kobe, go. Get up. Go. Put your hands on him. Yeah. Put your, I'm, Aaron's going to pray over you now. He's putting his hands on you. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, according to your word and according to all that Christ has paid for, let the healing virtue of Jesus Christ flow right now into Charlie's body. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Hi, I'm Paul, and I'd, I'd like to share my story of um, healing from a traumatic brain injury with you because you are my family and I love you. Uh, back in 1985, I was hit by a fly ball in the face, and uh, I was treated psychiatrically because that's what they did back then, and that was supposed to be for life. And, you know, the Lord had different plans. Mm. And uh, 32 years later, 
they're saying, yes, it was a traumatic brain injury, and um, I was having some real uh, serious side effects, and I came down to the altar on September 3rd after Communion Sunday and met a couple prayer warriors down here, and they anointed my hands with oil, and um, I, I, I left the church and made an appointment with my doctor, and that Wednesday he said, yes, it is your medicine. Cut all your pills in half. And I started to taper. I was kind of concerned about what might happen. And um, what happened then was the next week he called again and said, do you want to get off this medicine? And I said, yes, I do. And he said, you're off. And I started weeping. And, and thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And, and what happened then in my kitchen there, um, he said, just enjoy the next 40 years of your life. Hallelujah. And, Hallelujah. And, and I just, I thank and praise the Lord, and, um, and, and it's real, and it really happened. So Come on, I, I, I'm going to work, uh, and um, I'm on vacation this week, but I'm just, I'm thanking the Lord for the healing that I anticipated for 32 years. Yeah. Enjoy the next 40, bro. I'm thankful that um, God has given me a family and friends and that he made the world just for us. I want to give God the glory for my life. Satan has tried to Take me out many, many times, many different ways. After 61 surgeries, recently a heart attack that went sideways and had to have blood transfusions and everything else. They were concerned about the contrast they were giving to put me into renal failure. And when it was all said and done, my tests came out better than they were and there was no effect. Wonderful, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm thankful for Christmas, family, Jesus, and God because Christmas, Santa brings me presents and. And then for my family, they love me. And for Jesus, he'll love me. And for God, he loves me too. Outstanding, Gordo. (laughs) I wrote a poem about being thankful. Thankful I am. Thankful I'll always be. I am so thankful for my family and those around me. I am thankful for all the pastors within who preach and teach God's word. They encourage us as we travel along life's path. Sometimes they even make us laugh. Lord, thank you most of all for the blessings of my husband, Ken, Mm. who taught me how to live life again. Wow. Through Ken's love, I developed a closer walk with you. Mm. Thankful I am. Thankful I'll always be that the Holy Spirit lives within me. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Wonderful, Lord. Thank you for that. Thank you. 
We have so many things to be thankful for, so many prayers answered and um, deliverance in our family. And so today, though, I want to give thanks for my husband, mm. who loves me faithfully, even when I'm a trial. <laughs> I, I thank God for deepening and purifying our love for each other as he continually works within us according to his promises. And when my family came here to Heritage Church several years ago, we came under the cover of Ed Klein Evangelistic Association. I'm so grateful for him mm. as my spiritual father. And when we entered this house together, we recognized three truths right away. That this house is, God, is a, a house of God's word. This house is a house of God's love. And this house recognizes and values the presence of the living God through the Holy Spirit. And even though my spiritual father now resides in glory, the Lord has seen fit to plant me and my husband here in this house. And I thank God for this house and for the servant hearts of its leadership. And every time I've come up short or have been in personal crisis, I've always been met with the same response. You are loved. I'm ever grateful for that unwavering love. And I thank the Lord that he has made me a living stone and that in this house I will grow. <laughs> um, I have about a thousand things I could say about this year and all the things I'm thankful for, but I really wanted to thank the people of Heritage and especially the staff um, you guys see things in us that we don't necessarily see in spiritual gifts, and you draw those out. And for my family, that's been huge with John and Sound and my daughter. Sorry. Um, and my nine-year-old, who was um, filled with the Holy Spirit at summer camp, I just, you guys have greatly impacted our lives, and I'm very, very thankful for this church and for you guys. You're next, Herzl. They don't even know. The well. The well that's there. And you as a mother have given your concern and your intercession for your spouse and your children. And the Lord has honored that. But he's not forgotten you. And get ready because spring up a well within my soul. I'm think I'm thankful for Christmas because it's a chance that we can realize that that um Jesus's birthdays Jesus's birthday is here and and we also and we also have the power to share um love with our family. I just want to recognize um, the thankfulness for this physical building and mm. this property. Just a few weeks ago, we celebrated one year here, and I just want to give glory to God, yes, because if you remember, if you were a part of that season, there was nothing. Nothing. <laughs> there was nothing, and God worked miraculously to bring us here and to plant us here. And there's something to be said to ha for having a place of permanence, yeah. a place to grow roots, a place to expand, yeah. a place of influence. Um, mm. I just yeah. want to declare influence and victory yeah. over this house and growth and 
just be thankful for what God has done and where he's brought us. Uh, I'm thankful for my family, my friends, my church family, and a God that brings me peace every day and every night. How can I say thank you for all that God's done? First, for saving me as a young person. So I pray for all the young person. You're very, very important to God because you are our future church. Secondly, I thank God for a loving family, for my husband, and for all that he's done. To make a long story short, because of what God's done in and through us, Here's the pastor, and here's the church. How can I say thanks for all that God's done for him? Be the glory. Great, great things he's done. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I just want to thank the Lord for his graciousness in my family's life um, for the last, well, for a long time, but for the last year and a half in particular, um, my eldest son, Gabriel, um, a year and a half ago, we noticed a, a lump in his neck. And, and while his father was quite alarmed, the Lord just gave me peace through this entire process that we've gone through. So I came to my home group, and they prayed with me. And um, through the ultrasounds and the CAT scans and the biopsies, the Lord was faithful to me, and I was able to be there for my family and, and to say, you know what, it's one day at a time. And we just wait and see what happens. And and every time they would do another test, it would be it would be fine. But the doctor was still worried. So then he'd do another test and another test. And um, finally, what they did, he, uh, Gabe had one lump in his neck, and then he developed a second lump. So they took out the second lump. And they had done previous biopsies, but they were just needle biopsies. They did this biopsy, and and again, all this time, I'm uh, bringing this to my home group, and they're praying with me, and they're there for me. And uh, so this. A biopsy, the major biopsy they did, my son called me, and it was an, on a night that I was meeting with one of my home group friends to pray, and she happened to be late, which she never, that never happens, and, uh, and Gabe called, and normally I would never answer the phone, because mm. I would be in prayer with my friend, but she wasn't there, so I answered, and he said, Mom, um, they told me that the biopsy says this is lymphoma, and uh, all the time, the Lord had been with me, and right then, I, there, I cracked mm. and uh i've been just so thankful that my friend was there to pray with me like moments later and by the time we were done praying i was fine and i said thank you lord you're with me you s continue to stay with me and support me and help me to believe that by your stripes i'm healed and by my by your stripes my son is healed mm. so um uh, after that diagnosis then uh we went to the oncologist and and uh she said you know what uh this is not only, uh, how did she put it? Uh, this is a, a very uh, slow growing. We finally figured out what it is. It's a very slow growing lymphoma. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, she told us something else, and I can't bring it to mind now. But she said, if you're going to have a cancer, like this is the one to have, and it's slow growing, and oh, and it was only in the very early stages. Thank you, Jesus, again. 
so I, 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 was, I continued to be able to just speak into my family and say, you know, one day at a time, God is faithful. And my, my family is not believers. My son Luke is the only other believer in my family. So um, we, uh, uh, I continued to pray with my home group, and Gabe continued to go through this process. And, and one night at home group, one of the people there uh, spoke prophetically. She came to me afterward because she said, this is kind of gross, and I don't want to say it in front of everybody. So I said, all right. And she said, um, I saw that the Lord was just popping that thing in Gabe's neck like a zit. And I said, well, thank you for not sharing that with everybody. Because, <laughs> yeah, it is gross. But, so, I know. but, but here we are. <laughs> but there's a reason. But there's a reason. There's Come a reason. On. There's a reason. So um, the, the doctor said, okay, well, we don't have to do chemo. Thank you, Jesus, because that's horrific. Um, we're not going to excise it because that can cause problems. We're just going to do radiation therapy. We're doing the shortest amount possible. We're doing very low doses. Uh, Gabe is going to have this therapy uh, Monday through Friday for three and a half weeks. And within three or four days of him having the therapy, we saw a mark. So it went from when he first when we first saw it in him, it was like the size of the end of my thumb. It got to the size it got to the size of a plum. So you would just look straight on at him, and it's like you had a plum stuck right here. And within several days of the therapy, it had gone down to the point where you could barely see it anymore. Thank you, Jesus. So that was the, that was the pop. And um, the a thing that the doctor said was um, that uh, uh, the fact that it's going down so quickly is a very good sign that it will just be gone and be gone. So all that said, my son's not a believer, and so uh, I needed to honor where he wanted to go with this. He's 20 years old, and... Uh, I have a little bit of a different um, thought process when it comes to the things of the Lord. So going through all this, about um, 10 months ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And the Lord, um, it's always been on my heart that I just need to trust the Lord for healing. And it's not to, and, and I don't say this against anybody, my son or anybody else, for choosing to use medicine to get to that place of healing but the Lord's made it clear to me that I'm just to believe him for healing. So I want to encourage you to just go to the Lord and wherever he aims you for your healing or for healing for your family, just be obedient to do that. Don't feel condemned if you choose a particular path. Just seek his face and follow what he has for you to do. Amen. Yeah. We speak life over Gabe and life over you in Jesus' name. Thanks for good reports. Yeah, Pastor Jim. Don't worry, son, I'm not going to sing. But this morning when I, hey, once you told me to turn the mic away. I said, put the mic down, Dad. (laughs) This morning when I was at the mirror, the chorus of the gospel through it all Hmm. was in my mind. I just celebrated my 60th year of my walk with the Lord. Hmm. Charlie, I'm just a kid. I'm only 80. But through it all, he has been faithful. I marvel at what God has done for my family. I marvel that a farm kid from Iowa has been blessed in such a way. I marvel at the wife he has given me. I marvel at what he has done and allowed me to do. I marvel at what he has done in and through our children. I thank him 
that he has touched us many times physically, that his provision has always been there, even though I haven't been the brightest bulb in the room when I come to that. But God is faithful. Yay, God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I just want to thank this church family for the support they've given to Don and me. We've needed it and we've appreciated it. This message tonight, today was one I needed very badly. I asked for prayer for Don. Tuesday, we have an appointment with an oncologist, and God is faithful, and he's going to take care of it. I praise his name. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Um, well, I would just, I mean, we would just have to say we're so thankful to have Charlie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just, I mean, that has been, um, I think, just a dream that's been Brian in my heart for a long time, and that was from God. We just really felt like that was our next step for our family. And just this last year, of course, it happening, and just seeing God all along the way has just been amazing. And then just along with that, I just think just being a mom of three kids, I'm just thankful that. God takes me along and teaches me and <laughs> gives me like rest when I need rest and friends to support me. So just like a personal praise and just for all like the moms of young kids, like we have it su we have such a hard and important job and I'm thankful to God to carry me through it. Amen. Amen. I hate talking to people, but um I just want to, um, you don't put that so close to me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> makes me afraid. <laughs> I get afraid. Stop. Okay. So, um, so I, I, just, I have so much to be thankful for because the Lord is so good to me. And um, I just want to say in the group that one of my greatest blessings is, um, and miracle is Leon. Yeah. He is such a rock for me, and he loves me with a love that only God could give him. So I just want you to know what a blessing that you are to me, Leon, and I love you so much. And um, I just thank the Lord. This has been such a year of change and so many blessings. And, I mean, I'm just going to count them off because we have a new grandbaby girl, Flora. Thank you, Lord, who's so joyful and happy. We ha I have a new job, which is such a blessing. I'm so grateful for that. Um, I have a brother that's in the presence of the Lord, Thank you, Lord who didn't know the Lord, but he is happy and healthy and whole, and I'm so thankful for that. Mm. I have a new son-in-law, so unexpected, but I thank the Lord for Shane. Thank you, Lord, for that. <laughs> Lord is good. And um, I think um, oh, we paid off some debt. We're debt-free outside of our mortgage. I'm so thankful for that. Praise the Lord. We are debt-free, except for our mortgage. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm so grateful. Um, there's more. I have to remember. Let's see. Um, I have another brother that was diagnosed with cancer just recently, and they re and they discovered it. He's so skinny. Thank God he's so skinny they discovered it. But they removed um, a sarcoma tumor in his hip, and I'm so thankful. And I know that he's going to be saved on account of this. I thank the Lord for that. Amen. And... Um, 
I don't know. I'm just thankful. We have a wonderful, we have six wonderful children, and the Lord is restoring our family, and I'm yes. just grateful. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I not only thank God, but I bless God for his blessings that he has put upon me. And as uh, it said in Psalm 103, that our sins have been removed as far as the east is from the west. Be it known, people, that you cannot go west till you're going east. <laughs> That's right. It's a good word. It's a good word. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So I just wanted to say that I'm thankful that Jesus has been working to free me from anxiety. I just want to say, even though it's been a tough year, I am so thankful that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. And I just want to thank him for the strength that he has given me to walk through all of the difficult situations our family has had to walk through this year. And I am so thankful for the joyous birth of my great-grandson, Wesley, because he's such a joy to us and um, just such a smiley baby. And it's just a really awesome thing in our family. Just, I'm a great-grandma. I can't believe it. And... Um, I'm thankful that I have my husband here today, even though we've had a really rough year. Um, he's been in the hospital four times, but God has been faithful. Amen. And God has given me the strength to walk through each and every one of those things, and I'm just thankful for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'm, really, ooh, I'm really thankful that um, the Lord has blessed our family with a new home, a beautiful new house. <laughs> uh, I've been really... Just extra thankful this morning and through this season for um, a husband that I could just, I could take on the world with God calling me and with him by my side. Yeah. And um, this, um, I'm also so thankful for a new, fresh um, stirring up in my children of wanting the and hungering after the Holy Spirit. Yes. Okay. So last week, Dr. Sadiq was here uh, from Egypt, and uh, he had asked um, what has God asked you to do in your life that other people would think was crazy? And at first I was like, nothing, like nothing. I talk to people all the time about God and how good God is all the time. doesn't matter who it is, where I'm at. Um, and I'm like, so, I mean, that's not really crazy. And then I was thinking like, God, God brought us here. Like yeah. <laughs> we great. weren't even guaranteed a staff position at that time. Like it wasn't even a possibility. Maybe it was a dream, but it wasn't even a possibility. Like we weren't even paid for uh, like a year and a half after we moved here. Um, and so there was like, there was nothing, but it was like, God called us here. We knew that this was home. And, um, since then God has given Aaron a phenomenal job. He has provided, he has met our needs. We've had some difficult times. I lost a job. Aaron lost a job since moving here and the faithfulness of God just blows my mind. He is so faithful, so faithful. And I'm so thankful for a God who loves me, who sees me as his child and not a God who sees me as his servant. And yes, I am a servant, but he, he desires that relationship with me. That desi He desires me to be his, his baby girl. He wants to bless me. He wants to bless my husband. He wants to bless my children because he loves us. So no matter what you've done, maybe you're thinking, 
Well, I've never done anything crazy. Look at the things that God has brought you through. The things that other people might say, you will, you relied on God during one income. I worked part-time, come on, part-time, making part-time income, and that's it. That's all my family had, and somehow, somehow, I couldn't even tell you, somehow God brought me through that. And some people might think that's crazy, but he's a good, good God, and he's a Amen. good, good daddy. No. No, I just, I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. I'm going to share this about my daughter. Um, so in, <laughs> in June, we had some issues with Brenna's health, and we discovered that she had a tumor on her, the pituitary gland of her brain. And it was very scary for me as a mom. Um, we went to the doctor. They were going to do big brain surgery on her. We had another opinion. He said, let's try some medicine first. Medicine had horrible side effects, kind of like chemo. Um, I asked for prayer. People prayed. We had a special guest speaker come. He prayed over Brenna. Um, when we had her levels checked next, after only being on her medicine for maybe a month with zero side effects, her levels were completely normal. She's had no side effects. It's a miracle. Yep. So. Wonderful Jesus. Um, I'd like to add on to that. Um, I would like to thank God for my overall um, journey. Uh, with the church, um, I want to thank my youth group especially for providing me a home and, and just a place where I can be myself because I don't have any Christian friends at my school and I pray for them. And I pray for them to come to Christ, but it hasn't happened yet, but I'm still praying for it. Um, but I just want to thank him for that because I've come a long way from where I was in middle school and it, it's so uh, so many things to be thankful for but I, I feel like I should share this because I don't think most people know my wife's not here today which is probably a good thing because she'd hate me for saying this but in January she was uh, and I, I don't remember the diagnosis but they told her that, that her kidney was failing and they actually were going to do kidney surgery for her and so it was kind of a scary time. We didn't really share with a lot of people. That's just how we roll. I don't know. I don't, but good or bad, it's how we roll. I, dad, we were praying about it. You know, my family was praying about it. And, uh, when, you know, it was a pretty serious thing. And uh, she went in for surgery, and uh, the doctor went in to do the surgery and said, oh, I don't have to do it. And no, he, he literally just stopped what he did, closed her back up, and came back to the room and said, you're fine. I don't know why we went in there. So, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to share that because no matter what we're facing, no matter what diagnosis we have, no matter what we think we have in front of us, God knows better. And he is, you know, if, if I've learned anything this year, it's to think about the impossible. Come on. Possible things that God can do for us. Jesus. From, from this building to our future, to your health, to your family. It's the impossible things that God can do that we should be thankful for. And maybe you haven't seen it yet, but the Bible says if we pray enough, we pull it down from heaven, right? And we pull that down. So in your life and your family, you know, if you could do anything in the next season is think about the impossible things that God wants to do with you and through you. Yeah, I just want to piggyback on what Jay just said, because as we're just closing up, I just, first of all, love to hear good news. And 
If you didn't get opportunity to share, share it with your family. It's a yeah. good testimony. People need their faith built up. People need to know that he's the same Holy Ghost, same God. So this morning, I just wanted to just even what Jay just said, if you're facing an impossible situation or if you are sitting here and you're hearing, gosh, they sure think God's good and I don't know that God. He's the same God. He has no favorites. And so I just want, I want to pray over you this morning. If you are sensing and if you have a, a situation in front of you, a financial trouble in front of you, a marriage crisis in front of you, a stupid kid in front of you. (laughs) Come on, babe. Whatever it is. Listen, whatever it is, there's been testimony this morning. This is, it's not bragging. It's bragging on God. Come on. He'll do it for you. If you have anything coming up in front of you, I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray over you. And if someone is sitting around you, lay your hands on them right now. This is heritage. So come on, on. move it now. Jess, raise your hand. I want people to pray around Jess. She's getting ready to have surgery. Okay, I've got Julie. Move. Naomi. Ready? Okay, sweet lady right here. Move your, turn turn your bodies around. Touch her. Touch her. Everybody, I'm not going to pray until people have hands laid on them. We got it? Because this is the thing. I just sensed in my spirit that as you were sitting hearing these testimonies, you were like, I want to have one. Guess what? You will. You do. And next year, your turn. You're going to tell us how awesome God is next week. Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your goodness this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that you are the same. Same Holy Ghost. Same person in the Bible that walked around miracles is right now walking around this room, ministering and touching bodies, touching hearts, touching marriages, healing relationship. Lord, I thank you for restoration. I thank you that you're bringing kids home. I thank you that you are breaking addictions. We come against the addiction of alcoholism in families right now. We break that off. We say, we shut the mouth of the voice of the accuser. We shut the mouth of the enemy and his schemes against families. We say no more. We, we speak peace to wombs. I speak to wombs right now that are carrying babies. And I say life. life. I say yeah. peace. peace. I say grow. grow. I say joy. Joy. I pray that like in their bellies, the joy of the, like Elizabeth, the joy of the Holy Le- Ghost is leaping in their bellies. Lord, we speak Le- against abortion right now. We call Break life over off. the earth. Life. We say no more murders on our babies in this <laughs> earth. I speak to those women who are hurting. That, that deep inside there would be a, a voice of the Holy Spirit that that heals their hearts and that Lord Christians would stand up and be truth tellers and have faith to say there's hope and so this morning we thank you that you're healing bodies we thank you now that you're healing bodies and you're breaking off shame I come against shame now in the name of Jesus I break it off Jesus, we love you this morning. I thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you that you're good. Thank you that you heal. Come on, stand together. Stand together. Let's bless the Lord in this house. Come on, lift your voice. Bless the Lord. Give him praise in this place. Lift your hands and begin to worship the Lord together. Just bless the Lord all across this house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, it's like a river. Let that thing out of your belly. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 